Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the MatchNet podcast. Here I am with my dear husband, Robert Cunningham, and hopefully we're going to do a couple episodes together or many episodes. We'll see how many. <laughs> and yeah, so thank you, uh, Robert, for being here with me and talk this, have these conversations with me. And I hope it's helpful for everyone as well. Yeah, I, you know, these kind of conversations are ones that we like to have, but we don't often have it in front of a camera and with the microphones in our hands. But, you know, why not? Why not share some of these things that we've learned in our own life and things that we've discussed and certainly learned from talking with a lot of other people, too? Um, yeah, I, I'm open to give this a shot. I guess uh, let us know if you like this <laughs> and then maybe I'll come on more. <laughs> Yeah, please. <laughs> so today we want to talk about uh, time, right? How timing, mm, timing, yeah. How timing is important in the matching, and uh, how timing looks very different for everyone. So mm. we're gonna be talking about our experience, of course, but at the same time, from other people's experience, and on and knowing that each person has their own experience, that it looks, it can look different, right? Yeah. So one place that we can start, which I find kind of interesting is that timing was not something that people had to consider when going to the matching in the past. Uh, traditionally in our movement, uh, the matching was from God through true parents telling you when you're going to get matched and who you're going to get matched to. So it was, it's just interesting to think that at that time, timing was not something people had to consider. It, it, you know, there was a understanding that, hey, I need to be ready for this that is coming, um, which in some ways is not so different than today, but you didn't get to choose exactly what the timing is. And I guess one thing that I'd like to bring up is the fact that I don't think we actually have as much control in timing as we think there is, as we think we do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so... You're saying that like timing is is something that it became more relevant nowadays, like the, the last couple of years exactly. on something that we have control of, but uh, the beginning stages, for example, our parents' blessing, they will consider that God is the one who um, has the time and we don't have control of the time. So right. maybe now is a, kind of like a stage where both are starting to connect and like mm -hmm. we have to balance what is like our timing and what is God's timing. Yeah, you know, and that's exactly what I was thinking too, that it's, you know, that because that's how it was done in the past doesn't mean that's how it always has to have been. There was a reason, there was a purpose for why things were done at that time. But uh, now I think things are heading more into a more original way of going about things where, yeah, both things are taken into consideration our kind of individual kind of circumstances in life and our own kind of like endeavors and, and things like that, you know, our, just our choice, our free will. And then uh, there's this aspect of really trying to seek what is God's, you know, uh, desire for me in my life? How does he want to help me get to where I want to be? And I think sometimes if we focus too much on what we want and how we want things to go, we sometimes don't include the way that God can actually help us to get to that point. 
So how was for you? How was your experience in relationship with time? There you go. Yes. Because um, <laughs> so to give you some context, uh, we met each other in 2016 in a workshop and he was I was 19. You were 20. Mm. Uh, you were in your third year of GPA. Yeah. I I was a uh, carp leader of Uruguay at the time. And no, Sonhua, like a youth pastor uh, leader. Mm. And uh, we went to, GP to GTGY and we met. And at that time, I I felt sparks Thor, Robert. It was like, oh, he's such a good guy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, but I I didn't want to let like those feelings uh, kind of like be affect our friendship right and i want i wasn't jumping so i wanted to connect with god more than my own feelings right so i remember very clearly i went to the tree of the blessing uh and i was praying and i was like god please i offer up my feelings please um take them is this something that needs to happen in the future you are uh i let it go control you I, I know that you will do something to connect us again, right? In the right time. And <laughs> the truth is, I always say, Robert was the easiest crush I ever had. It passed so quickly. <laughs> it was so easy to, to, to overcome, right? But then life can continue. Um, I have a other kind of struggles, right? Other things. And then uh, we connect again in 2018. Uh, you already finished GPA. You finished. You were in your first year, first year university, mm -hmm. and we were uh, talking as friends. Um, but at this, at that time, I was already becoming a matching candidate, and I was getting ready to go to Toronto to do an exchange student program. And my parents were looking for a place where I could stay in Toronto. And at the same time, they knew that I was having this friendship conversation, friendly conversations, right, with Robert. Uh, I, by the way, just that I already mentioned his name in 2016. So they knew that he was someone that uh, I have considered or like it was it was a, a good friend of mine, right? So at that time, my parents uh, decided to approach your parents without telling me. <laughs> and uh, you were not a matching candidate at that time, right? So in a way, like I, we, was, we could say that it, my time was different than yours, right? Mm -hmm. But what, what was there uh, for you that you felt that it was your time? Because as well, uh, you reject other people in the past, right? So mm. what was different this time when my parents approached you, like your parents? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's good. I think giving people a little bit of background. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I think it was a feeling that it wasn't the right timing. And I guess one experience I wanted to share was that while I was on GPA, uh, it was the first time ever that my parents called me as, you know, we usually do on GPA, like, you know, once a week, but they called me specifically to let me know that there was a family who was interested in maybe starting a process with me. And maybe some of you can relate, but that's actually a really kind of scary moment, right? Where you realize, uh, 
oh my gosh, like this is real. This is how like this is gonna happen. And uh, maybe it was just the the reality that although I had come to understand that this is something that I want very clearly, I just was kind of it still felt very far away. So at that time, it just everything rushed in in one moment, and I had to consider the question: Is this what God wants for me at this time? Because that was definitely my perspective towards the matching the blessing was that this is something that uh, God has really kind of prepared for me in one sense, you know, like I really wanted to trust him in this because in one way, I don't know, like, I don't know exactly uh, who will be the right person for me. I don't know exactly when the right timing will be. And so in that moment, I was really trying to be, you know, open to, to God, even if I was scared, <laughs> like, is this the right time? And I was really grateful that I had a, you know, uh, a mentor figure at that time who kind of listened to me share my fears and um, kind of like just shock <laughs> around this situation. And she let me know that, well, you know, I think uh, there's two two things, right? Um, God will give you the right person at the right time. And so if it's not the right time, maybe it's not the right person. And I guess the the opposite can be true as well. Um, but that helped me a lot because it just, I guess, reminded me that, yeah, although God kind of wants to help us get to where, you know, the most um, place of fulfillment and, you know, just to create that beautiful family, he's not going to force it in one way. You know, he will always kind of respect, I think, our choice and, um, you know, he's interested to co-create this kind of together. So, of course, like if I really didn't feel this was the right time, it wasn't ready. That's okay. You know, so that helped a lot, that kind of perspective. But I think it was from that moment that I started to be a little bit more intentional and serious that, hey, this is actually coming and maybe even sooner than I was initially thinking. Or perhaps it's just something that I can't just keep pretending it's in the future because I'm getting older. Each year is passing. And so that time will come. But it's like if I just keep assuming, oh, but it's in the future, in the future, in the future, I'm actually not preparing. You know, I wasn't that that was the reality I had to kind of accept. It's like, how much am I preparing? You know, and I think what that kind of turned me to do is like look at some of these things, some of the reasons why I didn't feel prepared. And a lot of them was like, I guess, unhealthy habits or, you know, things that I was still working on in myself and just knowing that, oh, geez, I don't want to bring this into my matching and blessing process. And so getting back to your question, right? It's, you know, I think what was different about that time is that I had taken more like an intentional look at myself and worked on some things that um, allowed me to feel more ready, feel like, okay, hey, I feel like I am a, a candidate. Maybe <laughs> at the time it's true. I didn't officially do the kind of steps to be a candidate, but I felt like, hey, I could, I am someone who is ready to start this because I've learned that, hey, I'm, I'm not perfect. I, you know, I, I will continue to grow and I will continue to work on things, but I felt I had a solid foundation in how I can grow, actually, how I can be someone who um, can actually make a shift and change when I need to how I can make a shift to be that person that I want to be. When before it was a lot like that ideal person that I want to be was always way ahead of me. 
and I was desperately trying to catch it, but really didn't have a hope of reaching it. But I guess I was just in a place where simply I just felt that person and me, we weren't always lined up, but I had tasted what it felt like to be aligned up with that person. And it was just a matter of like, okay, how do I get more and more back to being aligned? So I think it was just a matter of, I felt more clear and whole as a person. And so it felt like good timing when your family came in. Of course, still, to be honest, I think I, at that time, I saw the idea that this might be something that will come later. I had actually told my parents about your name as well during our friendly back and forth. Um, but for some reason, I, I just didn't think it was the exact right moment for me to like send an approach to you. You know, I was, I guess it's hard to let go of some old habits and I still have the habit a little bit of like, ah, like not quite yet, <laughs> a little a little further down the line. But when a, when a really great proposal came, I had to consider it. And it was then that, you know, we did a 40 day condition together. I prayed about it and I just felt like, yeah, like I'm, I'm ready to give this, give this a chance to try this. Because for sure, as we both know, trying a process with someone doesn't mean from them from the get go doesn't mean that you think they're they're going to be that person 100 percent. Right. Of course, you go through the whole process so you can really discover, hey, are we the right fits for each other? So I have a question for you based on your story. Um, it sounds like your parents telling you every time that there was a proposal for you, even though you were not a candidate, your parents asking you kind of help you to get ready in a way. But at the same time, other people, it can confuse them. You know, it can make them feel like um, the, the focus is the person and not so much them being uh, ready individually, right? And then it can confuse them. And that's why sometimes it's not recommended to parents to even approach their kids uh, with proposals when their kids doesn't for themselves say, oh, I want to become a matching candidate and then first become a matching candidate, right? So for example, in my case, my my I don't know if we received many proposals, but... Uh, my parents were talking about the matching and like people, right? Even before I would become a, a matching candidate. So <laughs> we didn't know. It was back in the day where it was, which was, I'm the first daughter. We're still trying to figure it out, right? And I remember that we even sent a proposal, right? Not like in between in between you and and like in between 2016 and 2018 right um and we sent a proposal to another person another family right and i i we, i wasn't a matching a matching candidate official right but the person was more like i i as well i thought that the person was more important that me becoming a matching candidate and at the same time I didn't know what it meant it was just like oh I felt it was just to say I'm ready right and then um that person that family responded that he wasn't ready but he might be ready in one year or two so it, it, it started to be very confusing time it started to be very confusing because from my side I felt like I was being guided by God to this person, right? 
But this person is saying that they need one year or one year and a half to get ready. It's not a no, it's not a yes, right? Uh, and it sounds like I had to wait for this person, right? Um, but yeah, it just started to get very confusing, mm. right? The whole thing. Um, and I felt, and then when I started to get on my head and then I started to feel like, this is like, if it's not with this person, I will not consider anyone else during this year and a half. Mm. Then I was like, you know, I think I'm not actually ready because this proposal and this feeling of being ready is being attached to one specific person and not being attached to me being uh, like feeling actually ready and being a fulfilled person. So in my case, I benefit from um, getting ready myself and I told my parents to not talk to me any names, to not mention uh, any other options until I become an official matching candidate, right? And then I took six months to become an official matching candidate uh, at the end of 2017. And I focused really uh, well on responding to questions on creating a profile and kind of getting to know myself, right? Mm -hmm. I created a profile even though I didn't post it on, on the website. I was willing to post it on the website, but maybe after one or two years mm. um, that uh, we were like after looking for one or two years from our side. Right. Mm. Um, so uh, I guess uh, why I highlight this point, I want I want to know your opinion about it. But at the same time, it's kind of like interesting that for you, the fact that your parents told you every time that a proposal came in, was helpful to get you your mind ready for the matching, right? So what is your opinion about this? That's a great question. And I would say that even in your own story, it sounded like the first person that, you know, it was your parents who uh, suggested that person to you or their family reached out to you? Uh, no, our family proposed that to them. Oh, okay. I yeah. see. So it sounds like even that situation helped you to realize, hey, I can't, your whole thing you just shared, like I can't just be, like my readiness isn't dependent on this kind of one person, let's say, or like, you know, I should, like that scenario of like, do I wait for this person or not, maybe kind of distracted you from the real thing you wanted to be working on is like, am I ready as a person myself? Like, how am I becoming prepared? So just interesting that even that kind of maybe helped be the fuel. So just the thought I have is like, I think we got to, allow there to be some level of open communication with our parents and just know that nothing is really going to be a wrong step you know um you know what i mean like that's scenario, like that's not a failure in any regard in any you know it's uh it's just part of your process so um I know, I guess I, I just know of some people who are very strict with their parents, don't tell me anything, you know, but maybe even from the very beginning, right? They wouldn't even allow something like that to occur, right? It's like, I, I know I don't want to, I'm not ready, so I don't want to even like consider these things at all, like any other kind of proposal and stuff. And honestly, it's okay. Like I, your choice ultimately, right? But I think we also, I think, if we can be as open as we can be, you know, in, with our parents in our conversation, just kind of come with that sense of openness. That's where I think we allow God to work the most in one sense. 
So I think I just personally never told my parents, oh, don't tell me a name, even if I wasn't ready at the time. Because I guess at the time I still had some kind of like belief that, hey, maybe I'll get a feeling, you know, maybe I'm not ready, but I'll get this feeling when someone approaches that. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That something feels feels right about this. You know, something maybe I'd feel God's hand in this, you know. So I guess because I didn't want to close the door to that, I wanted to remain open to that, even if I wasn't 100 percent in that area. So I guess that's where you and I were a little bit different. Maybe I hadn't quite nailed down that point that you know i have to make sure i'm 100 percent ready i think i was like as i'm getting ready i can continue to leave that door open because who knows like it, I, I guess i was still open to this feeling that god may like come as a voice this is the one <laughs> i guess that's the, the the part where you wanted to leave the door open for god if god called you okay hey my son this is your time exactly <laughs> but I, i've come to learn i don't think that's how it works <laughs> <laughs> but i think like maybe for men they need a little bit more of that push maybe so maybe i i think it was healthy because it just helped me to continue to realize this is real this is coming you know i need to prepare maybe more than women I can't say 100% sure, but guys might have more of a tendency to avoid, you know, and to kind of uh, not maybe confront and acknowledge the emotions that are within them that are afraid, that are anxious, that feel insecure about this whole thing. And kind of in the desire not to look at those things, we kind of close ourselves off from that and just kind of try to focus on other things. And a lot of times, you know, I... I think a lot of people choose to work on great things like, oh, yeah, I'm going to just focus on my studies right now. I'm just going to focus on getting that first job. I'm going to focus on getting more money in that bank account. Right. And it's all great goals in and of itself. But I think sometimes uh, if that's the only thing that we're kind of focused on and not working as well on more like those internal things, kind of really coming to answer that question to yourself, it's like, what am I so afraid of, actually? You know, because. A lot of times if we just came to sit with that, settle with that, really have an honest conversation with someone, we'll realize that the fear is kind of irrational and that there is no reason for me not to go forward. This idea that I have in my head is just that. It's just an idea. It's it's nothing really substantial. It's very interesting um, because your, your uh, matching preparation was focusing more on time right on like feeling god's timing mm. and getting ready for god's timing right when i my matching profession like it was at the beginning more focused on the person right mm. so the same way that you felt like you wanted to leave a door open for god to tell you um this is the right time for you you know for me it was i wanted to leave the door open for god to tell me this is a person right mm. so in my imagination i was kind of like imagine that when i met the right person i will feel it you know god will tell me and i was like i'm gonna have a a spiritual experience around it right and and almost like maybe too maybe to movie like uh idea <laughs> fairy tale style mm. uh, princess uh, kind of movie romantic uh l first 
love of first sight mm, yeah yeah which luckily not luckily but it, it wasn't that way <laughs> and uh, my mind tricked me several times of like something that i learned is that when you wanna see signs you will see them because you will make anything a sign <laughs> well that's tricky though then like how can you differentiate between say the signs that you want to see right that in what it sounds like you're kind of making up and then like real signs because i know you're someone who believes in real signs or like what what does it even mean you think for there to be a sign especially in this kind of context of the matching are you someone who now believes because almost for me i've come to the point where yeah like i because i you know you created you you did a good job of distinguishing kind of the difference between both of us in the matching process. But the one similarity is that we both were kind of looking for some kind of sign of God. So it's just like, do you think there that is an aspect of matching in reality? Hmm. Good question. Um, I feel, and that's where like, I feel timing in like God's timing is the biggest sign that you can see, you know, um, like for, for example, my other experience where I thought I had a sign with God, it wasn't nothing connected with timing, right? Uh, both of our timing, it was more connected with, um, this kind of like the person and how, what similarities we have or what, like what kind of ideas, you know, mm. um, I imagine, and then uh, with you, it just felt right. The timing felt right, like everything felt right, you know? Even though I was afraid of rejection and it was a lot of a lot of things, um, it it just it just felt right. Like when, when something is in the right time, it just feels right, mm. you know? And I don't know how to describe it. And uh, we were having a discussion with, other uh, stuff and people from BFM and we were like, oh yeah, telling people that it feels right is not enough. Like, it's yeah, it's a little, it's, <laughs> it's a little vague. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a thought I have of maybe what helps to distinguish what feels right. I think there's a clarity. There's a lack of contradiction. Mm. I think that are maybe signs of something feels right actually. Um, because, yeah, I think someone might hear, oh, something feels right. But then they'll just assume that, oh, that's got to feel like uh, just you feel happy. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's you can't base it off of just like these fleeting emotions in a sense or things because emotions will come and go. But I guess like there's like no overall sense of contradiction. Yeah. I think that's a big sign of. I mean, right. when I was giving birth, it was painful. Didn't feel like good. But it felt right. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, it's like this is this is what has this is what's supposed to happen. This is what needs to happen. This is what I want to happen. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like it's almost like all those three kind of things kind of lined up. What needs to happen? What I want? Um, what is happening? Kinda yeah. Like you just see like kind of these different like tracks kind of converge into one, and it's like I'm aware there's other possibilities, but. This is the only one that really makes sense to go forward with. Yeah, and I mean, even like how it started. I become a matching candidate. My parents were um, 
looking for a place for me to stay in Toronto. They contact with a family in Canada who asked them about your family. And then it just turned out that your family were visiting uh, his family. So they were like, okay, uh, yeah, I we know their family. They're going to come in like two days. We, will, we can ask them in person, right? So they went in person, they asked your parents. And then the same time during those like three days, you sent me a message saying, hey, Karina, has been lovely to talk with you. Uh, you're an amazing sister. I'm preparing for the matching process. And, I, and I, I think it's better for us to post our back and forth conversation. Like he was very polite, uh, but basically he was telling me, let's stop talking. <laughs> so that was your message. And then I got really like, I, I, it was just hours before I learned that my parents have uh, approached this family, right. right? And I was really upset because I was like, oh my goodness, he told me no, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. Uh, I was upset with my dad because of that, right? Like, look at that timing. <laughs> and then uh, two days after that, your parents came back to your house. And yeah, they were happened? on a small vacation. Uh -huh. And so I didn't get the proposal immediately. You know, my parents waited till they came home so that we could talk in person. And so when my dad told me, oh, there's a nice family from Uruguay who uh, reached out to us, you know, with a proposal. And of course, I knew exactly who that was, right? There's not that many people in Uruguay, <laughs> <laughs> especially, you know, one that would make sense. Uh, so I knew it was you. And well, and then he also mentioned it's the Mendes. Um, and it was at that moment, I remembered my message and I was like, oh, shoot, she's going to interpret that message to mean a no to the proposal but that's not what i meant so i had to quickly go on my phone and type out a message like hey like just letting you know like we got your proposal but that was not like what i just said there was not a response to that proposal like but then i was like incidentally we probably should take time either way so that we can kind of figure out if uh to move forward or not with this then i received your message uh about it and i was like wow what is going on here right like and then uh we did the 40 days where we pray and then you get ready you became almost like a candidate <laughs> you did at least your profile mm. and then um we started uh those 40 days we didn't talk we did prayer and i remember feeling like by the end of the 40 days like no nervous at all i was like whatever happens is gonna be okay you know like like even if he tell me no it's okay you know mm. like that was a feeling like everything is gonna be okay mm. right and there was peace in my heart and and which is it is different right when you're like focus on one person and the focus of like is the person and not the timing and not god then it, it, it there is a lot of anxiety right because what if the person say no you know it's about the person not the time and not god's uh guidance right yeah well it sounds like you put a lot of there's a lot of expectation you've kind of put all your hopes in this one basket in one sense and so you're afraid and more anxious probably because you're afraid to be disappointed right yeah and i was and you know when you have a crush or you think about someone it's like you think that that's that person is the only person right that could uh make you happy 
right? But when you focus on God and when you focus on time, then it feels different, right? It feels like, well, God knows his time and it's going to be okay either way, right? Right. So, yeah, I mean, our story is kind of like one example of how timing kind of looks like and it comes sounds uh, it can be chaotic right I mean our story was very chaotic but it was kind of like like you we, we could see that time the timing was amazing right like mm. from your message to my parents time uh, approach to etc etc right yeah. things kind of flowed in one sense yeah, so, yeah. exactly especially in hindsight <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, and that the same happens to other people who wait 10 years to find the right person, right? And then they're looking and they're trying with several people. Um, it's like once they find the right person, things flow, things feel right, mm. you know? And the time is correct for both sides. Mm. So I think what your mentor told you uh, when is guided by God, it's not only the right person, it's the right time. I truly believe that. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I do believe that sometimes there are the right time, it looks different for each person in a way. And sometimes God, the right time is a push from God to kind of like get, get ready, finish things, right? You well, know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, it's like no sometimes the right time means that everything is perfect you know mm. but sometimes we need to give room for getting ready for god's time like he's gonna give us signs he was gonna tell us like hey this is your time like you need to do this this champ yeah i, I i'd like to add to that you know i think this is just a rough analogy, but it's almost like if God's timing is like a train that we need to catch, if you didn't make take the steps to like, okay, well, hey, I'm not exactly sure when the train's coming, so I better wake up at a good time, get myself ready, you know, get, you know, make sure I get to the station prepared and be there to wait. <laughs> so, but I think the opposite that uh, I, I feel like a lot of people sometimes do is that, oh, I don't feel ready, therefore I'm not going to get prepared. Right. Because it's I'm not ready. So it's like, why, why do I even need to like focus on that area in one sense? Or maybe they're waiting for some sign. Right. From from God. Right. That will make it feel like, oh, this is the right time. And then I'm going to start. Right. But I think a lot of times if we want to kind of recognize God's timing, when we want to recognize when something feels right or not, we got to do those kind of steps to get there. And this might be a whole nother <laughs> podcast episode topic, but I think the aspect of like. Um, getting ready doesn't mean you're going to jump into it the next day, right? <laughs> you you telling maybe your parents like, hey, I'm ready, you know, and I want to start preparing doesn't mean they're going to be like, perfect, and pull out like a, a picture of someone and be like, here we go. You're getting matched tomorrow. Like, no, it, like nothing moves that quickly, right? But it's like because things need periods of growth, as we understand from the principle, right? That we understand just from looking at nature, right? You plant a seed, Sometimes you don't even see anything happen until like days later and then the sapling comes out. And you might think, oh, shoot, the seed didn't grow. That's it. No, it, it needs that time to grow. So I feel like this preparation period before anything even happens is so important. But yeah, when people just, you know, 
don't feel ready and they just kind of stay with that then they don't take those steps that involve getting ready and i think from both of our stories sometimes it can look totally different but sometimes it even includes being open to uh hearing from your parents hey someone may reach out or even talking to parents like what if we you know like just just having that kind of conversation about it and not being afraid of it again this is <laughs> totally different topic but it reminds me a lot honestly about when we were preparing to have our first baby and yeah, I mean, you remember very well, right? I didn't want to have the conversation because I didn't feel ready. And I was scared. I was just scared of it. I, I, I didn't know why exactly, you know? And I was honestly just kind of avoiding that feeling. And anytime that you wanted to just talk about it, I kind of interpreted that in my mind that she wants to have a kid now, you know, she, she's ready and I'm not. And that's uncomfortable. Ah, when, you know, we had to just have a really serious conversation and just, hey, like Robert, I just want us to talk about this so that we can like do what's necessary to get ready and just kind of get on the same page like you wanted to understand me where i'm coming from you know and i was just kind of afraid so it's interesting we we've talked about a lot of times how there's a, sometimes a similarity there right totally totally uh yeah there's a similarity yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i can't imagine having a baby <laughs> it's different but yeah there's a similarity yeah um i like your analogy about the train and i i just want to clarify that there's not only one train. And if someone missed the train, that doesn't mean that it's missed forever. That's and great. Gonna, yeah, there's like... God's I, like constantly sending the train. Yeah, He's like, yeah. oh, don't worry. I got you another one. It's yeah. coming. I mean, there's plan... I don't like A, B, C, D, E, C, A because it sounds like each kind of like... They're less. They're yeah. less, you know? Mm. It's like the first one is better than the second one. That's... I, it, I don't like that order. But it sounds like almost a little bit like you like Marvel, a Marvel multiverse, you know, like <laughs> your choices and like the timing will create different kind of like a multiverse, right? Like different um, result of life, of course. Like yeah. if I marry with another person, it will come, it will be a different story's life. So I don't know why, how, like time is very interesting. But I'm just saying that there's, there's just different... Um, set of combinations yeah right and we shouldn't get caught on the idea that oh that would have been better if this you don't know yeah right like we can think all day in our imagination oh this choice that person would have been better it's like no the life you have is perfect i think that's the attitude that we we need to come to have about our lives yeah because so much of it actually we don't get to choose right we don't get to choose when we're born we don't get to choose when which family we get born into yeah and it's like even if there's challenges, we have to ch just kind of come to a place, I think, where it's like, hey, this is where God wants me to be. Yeah. And there might be mistakes, too, right? Like there are people who got blessed very young or they the other person. And, and this is the thing with matching is that or unblessing, right? And family, it requires the two sides, right? So yeah. there's like my responsibility, your responsibility, the other person's responsibility. Like each person needs to fulfill their responsibility in order for things to work, right? So sometimes the other person doesn't fulfill their responsibility. Sometimes I may, like the, 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 the sister makes a mistake, right? The woman makes a mistake, the man makes a mistake, etc. There are many things, nothing guaranteed, right? So just to clarify that if you miss a train that maybe was sent by God, it's going to be okay, right? Like, mm -hmm. you just... The thing is, like, I think we just need to um, 
learn you know if you learn from that then it's good and maybe that's what you needed right mm. to learn something about that train to learn something about um, that may sometimes there are trains that take us to another st station Ooh, right you know <laughs> this analogy is growing <laughs> <laughs> and that uh that a station take us to a whole new perspective that we didn't that we were not considering right mm. so it's it's just important that that fact you know mm. that god's timing will come up uh and it will come up again as well right i'd like to kind of mention one other kind of aspect i think of god's timing and it relates a little bit back to what i was mentioning about the tree it's okay we get into that sure trees animals whatever anything even ourselves right we know we go through kind of a natural progression of growth so i just wanted to get into one more kind of i guess idea around this idea of god's timing and it relates back to the tree and the seed but just all things of nature right they all will grow right even ourselves right they're, they're like somehow inherently our body our mind knows how we need to grow and I think, honestly, in a more original sense, we should be able to do that in these things, like knowing when, hey, it's time to do the matching, you know, it's time for me to like connect with someone else, you know, and then create this family. And then when you're married, hey, it's the right timing to, to have our baby and so on, so on. And kind of there'd be a harmony between your timing and God's timing. Of course, that's very idealistic sounding, but I think a lot of times, you know, again, we think of like nature there's no like contradiction there's no fear like oh like i can't do that or that's not for me i'm not like i'm not going to be ready for that there's just like a a trust you know in in the whole process of things you know anyways i i came to this idea at some point and this is kind of just through reflecting on my own life and then also through talking to a lot of mostly a lot of brothers you know that i've helped kind of in their journey to to work on their sexual integrity and partly to kind of prepare for the matching is that our kind of growth in life, especially as like a single person is like a spiral that continues to go upward and outwards as you kind of expand reaching higher and higher. And this is kind of our single life. And we're trying to get to this point where we're ready to enter the next stage, which is like marriage, where then you're kind of combining two lives together and you're, you've entered a new kind of higher orbit almost <laughs> where he together with your magical and spouse you'll continue to go further outwards and higher as well but what the way i've kind of pictured it is that there's actually a little bit of a gap between that individual life and getting to you know being in a couple to be married to be blessed and actually that's kind of like where we need a leap of faith it's not a it's not just a smooth curve there's a literal jump that needs to happen to go there but you can't make that jump if you're from down here still. So I think that that's where we need to keep moving forward in our lives as an individual, creating that momentum for when we're close to that point and we're ready to take the jump. And it's not as difficult in one sense. The reason I bring this up is that I've noticed that some people, they get to that point, but I guess maybe because they're trying, they're so set on things need to be perfect, you know, they're external circumstances you know maybe they just have a really high standard for themselves and the kind of person they want to be but they kind of ride this upper limit but i think the reality is you know if you've hit that cap you can't really go any higher until you take the jump to go higher you know so you're kind of trapped there 
And the reality is, if you can't move forward, I think then the tendency is typically to kind of go backwards and to, to fall back. And again, I, it's just something that I've seen, this kind of pattern that, you know, people when they get to this place where, hey, like, I'm ready to take the jump to the matching, but they don't, then actually things in their life start to kind of go backwards again. They get to get caught up again in whole, old habits and things, uh, you know, that they weren't, that they don't want in their life because they're not kind of progressing in the natural flow of life. They're kind of going against what their heart and I guess you could say the original mind or things they're ready for. They want to go to that place. But if we kind of like, you know, hesitate to do that, you know, and, and don't do that, then we can revert back and kind of almost like slide down. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, I think this is such an important, not analogy, but for a thing to consider, like coming back to connecting the analogies with a train, right? Mm. Uh, it doesn't mean that another train will not pass, but it would just take more time and sometimes some regression, you know? Uh, mm, in that's part of it. Yeah, it's part, mm. it's part of it, right? Like having some regression in how, uh, well, in, in your case, who, who you work with, um, brothers who are struggling with pornography and masturbation, right? Like they, when things don't move forward, then it might move backwards. And yeah. there are, I, I don't agree that it's a hundred percent always is the case, you know, like I don't agree mm. with the concept. If you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards, you mm. know, like I think like that's a little bit of scary, uh, kind of like a judgment, you know, Sure. but I do believe that, uh, sometimes if, if we miss the time, right. Uh, and we don't do that leap of faith in the right time, then things will be a little bit of a struggle. Um, but I, I believe that every struggle, if we overcome it and if we like really deeply, um, connect with and learn from it, then will we always be a better person than we were by the time that, uh, we felt we were on our, uh, highest, you mm. know, like our peak is going to be always highest than, uh, the peak that we thought we were, you know, hmm. uh, even if you felt that you were lower, right? So, um, cause you've just kind of, you're, you have deeper understanding of things of yourself. You've learned more experience more. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like the, we sometimes think that we're in our, in the peak, but then we have to go down a little bit more and then we will go, we'll have the strength to go to a higher peak, you know? Mm. So, I, think that, I think that's actually what your father talked about. Yeah, like water to needs be, to flow, needs you know, to flow, like, and we have to be ready in life sometimes to kind of go to the bottom, but knowing that next time we're, we're going to go, gonna go to higher heights. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, I, uh, coming back to time and then maybe concluding now that I don't even know how much time we've been here. Um, I, I, I believe that I think it's, it's really, it's really good analogy that you're just sharing. And I think it makes sense in order for us to pay attention of timing. Right. And sometimes as you said at the beginning, uh, we have to give room for listening to God's time that mm. it can look different to our time. Um, but at the same time, we, the more time it passes, we're always going to become more wise and learn more, right? Like the difference is sometimes we go through that process with someone 
And sometimes we go through that process individually, right? Mm. So in our case that we, God bless, young, we went through the process kind of like individual but together too, right? Mm. Um, and we're still going to go through into that process. But I truly believe that those who get mar got married, you know, in their 30s, because they were struggling to find, etc. Like there, there were many reasons why they got blessed at the thirties. I don't believe they are, uh, like they are probably as wise as I'm gonna be in my thirties soon. You know, so it's just like my learning. I do it together with you, or like you were, you were, uh, we were witness of each other's growth. Mm. Uh, in first person but then um yeah like uh as an individual you're still growing even if why you are by yourself so i don't think there's ever a waste of time as long as we're not avoiding something as long as we are being intentional and as long as we are trying to move forward right yeah well and i, I think that was a great point and i'll take that as feedback if I ever introduce this model again to society <laughs> take it outside of my mind but yeah it's absolutely you know true this fact that you know we can never just see something as like a failure and feel like we're, we're a failure and that's I think when we regress is when we think this has been a failure and I failed and you know almost I did something wrong kind of you know but if we kind of take it to be something learning, then we'll continue, I think, to progress and to learn, as you say. And um, I think as well, I think it's important to note that there's so many ways in life to also move forward for ourselves. Sometimes we might get too like tunnel vision on one thing. Like the only way that for me to progress is that I need to get matched and blessed. But the reality is there's so many other kind of elements of ourselves and aspects of our lives that we might need to progress as well in in order to help us to get matched and blessed or just and and maybe they'll happen at the same time but it's like i think it's just important and i think people especially with age come to understand that kind of fact of life that there's different elements as well and we shouldn't get too caught up on one thing and if it doesn't happen the way we want it to then everything fails and i'm i'm i, I you know i failed as a person i'm back to square one it doesn't have to be that so Anyways, I, I appreciated that kind of uh, point about about this. Yeah. And well, I think uh, we can wrap up here about this timing. There's much to say, but we will keep it for next episodes. If you want to learn more about matching, please join MatchNet. It's an amazing platform for you to uh, learn more about the matching, the blessing and get ready for it. Even if you don't feel ready, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, as we were just talking about it, right? Yeah, I think it's designed to help you to, to be ready to feel ready. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> totally totally and yeah if you like having robert here in the podcast and you like these conversations please let us know uh, so we can encourage i can encourage robert to be here more <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanks for inviting me and i just hope this has been good food for thought like i think one thing we talked about before we started this podcast is that oh my gosh everyone's story is so different everyone's experience is so different so we just hope that this kind of is something to help contribute to your unique journey in this. You know, it just gave you some food for thought. 
essentially <laughs> exactly so yeah thank you everyone for being here and see you next time bye bye